from the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this is the Big and Wild Outdoors with your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Bill George. Here we go. Hour number two, the Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden Gunn, Bill George, Jonathan Swindle, and uh, Mike Singletary. Y'all quit Snapchatting. Yeah, hey. uh, they're over there uh, looking at uh, stuff on their phones. Did- and Shriner's here in the house as well, and we are hanging out. Diego's got the uh, morning off, and uh, we're just hanging out on this Saturday morning, chit-chatting around stuff and uh, trying to get things done. And right in the middle of uh, archery season, I had a question pop up on uh, my uh, feed here. A uh, young gentleman asked me, uh, I guess this is a Bill George type question. I was going to throw it towards him. Mr. Uh, Cooper wanted to know if it's legal to take two does during archery uh, season here in the uh, state of Florida. I didn't think you were able to, and I'm not positive on that, unless you had doe tags, and then you could fill a doe for every doe tag you had. But in general, I do not believe you can take two does on like public land or or even on private land at the same time but i'll have to verify that well now while you're looking that up or verifying that i know that uh, during the doe week uh that each particular zone seems to have uh you are allowed one doe per day two in your possession so and, basically and it's two per season or whatever it is of course, they changed that rule after I pointed it out to them. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> that, uh, you know, it used to be per season and the way it was worded, which meant that you could go to, let's just, in the old days, remember you had A, B, and C. So in, You had multiple you, seasons. You had multiple seasons, so you were allowed two, two does in each one of those seasons. And when I called the FWC on it, they were like, no, no, that's not the way it is. I went, well, that's what it says. And oh, no, not the words. The, the, the words don't mean what we mean. Yeah, yeah. But the <laughs> word, different uh, from every officer. <laughs> no, the, the, words are what they, the words are what they are. And, uh, it, of course, in the next year, they, they, they change the rule. So, uh, sorry again about that. But um, I know Good that Good job, that, Braden. I, I didn't mean for that to happen. I was just, I wanted to verify and say, this is what it says. Is this what it means? Right. And they were like, no. And I said, well, you know, I talked to some people and they said, no, the way the wording is, if you went in front of a judge, the judge would say, that's what it says. It says per season. And the season in zone A is from blank to blank. And then it's over. And then it starts a week later in zone B from blank to blank. And that is their season. So if you go by the letter of the law, this man is right. He's allowed two does in each one of those zones. Words from a, a famous man I know, Bill George. <laughs> Just uh, say, thank you, sir. Uh, I appreciate your business. Yeah. And go before the judge and then talk about it. That's right. Argue out yeah. on, the, on the land. You don't want to be You don't want to be arguing in the field. No, that's no, always no, no, no. I mean, there's, there's, ge- there's gentle ways of saying, do you want to get your book and verify what you're about to do? <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm just... I'm offering you the opportunity you to read your day, book. Boy. <laughs> and asking for the boss, that don't get you anywhere. Well, I don't know. Sometimes uh, some of our friends in the FWC, uh, <laughs> when you ask them the really hard question, they always give you the standard answer, which I, is, I'll get back to you. Let me call my lieutenant. No. We, <laughs> I've so, known, I like that. I've yeah. known people who refuse to call the uh, 
lieutenant or the person up above them, and the person just so happened to know said person way high and proceeds to, while the guy's over there doing his thing, make phone calls. You can't do this. Says, Uh, um, you might want to let your guy know. He's about to make a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> and so then next thing you know, said guy's cell phone rings, and the guy turns around and comes over, and all of a sudden saying, sorry, sir, I'm sorry about all this, and you have a wonderful day. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, you know, sometimes you got to play that game the as scene, well. The scene from the movie where it rings, and the guy's but, like, who do you think you are? But I'm it, sorry, it sir, have a great so, day. <laughs> it is so hard sometimes in the state of Florida to know what all the rules and regulations are. It, I agree. It, it is crazy, and they constantly change. We just had an FWC commission meeting this last week, uh, and and that was very interesting. Mike Mike actually uh, listened for a day and, and paid attention, and he saw it in action. And not only did you do that, you actually called in. Oh, yeah. Yes, I did. And in public comments where they don't usually talk to you, you just basically make your case for whatever you want to say, and they kind of nod their head, duly noted, and move on. They actually stopped, came back, and asked Mike a question. And Mike answered it and went on. So it was kind of nice. They w- he, he knows they were actually listening to what he said. Yeah, everybody else, they were just like, next, next, next stopped and wanted to talk about it uh i talked to him about the trout season how they keep pushing it out pushing it out pushing it out and i brought up that you know me and me and my family about on the water we got to move because the trout is just destroying everything and And you're not allowed to keep any one of them nothing yeah nothing from uh 12 inches to uh 35 inches nothing at all and then they came back to me and they wanted to know where i'm catching them and everything else they stopped (laughs) to listen and what they wanted you to give up your secret spot just which which area? He said yeah. Tampa Bay. Uh huh. Sure. So. Next thing you know, Tony Young shows up and he's out in a boat. Yeah, <laughs> he's out there uh, fishing your spot. Hey, aren't you with the after? No, no, I'm not. <laughs> no, I don't know anything about it. Wait a minute, I recognize that cowboy hat. Yeah. Wait a minute, sing sing Gator Man real quick and see if that's him. Hang on, we got a phone call. Is this Bill? Good morning, Bill. How are you? I uh. Called you last week when I was in the ladder stand and a bear tried to climb up the stand with me. How'd that work out? You're all good, I guess. Oh yeah, you know I, you know I, it made my hunt just seeing that bear. Yeah. But <laughs> I got a uh, question: If you're a concealed weapons per- permit holder like I am, or is it legal when you're bow archery hunting to have a handgun on your side? A hundred percent. Yes. They they changed that uh, rule quite a few years ago, as a matter of fact. Even if you're in a management area, you can have it in your backpack. That's right. Okay. Yeah. But we didn't see a deer one, you know, the whole day, but it made my day to see that bear. He wasn't a big bear. I'm guessing maybe 180 pounds to 200 at the max. Sure. That's still a lot of fur to have to fight. Now, I did I did hear somebody turn around and say there was a bear that had somebody had shot just recently. That, that, that wasn't the same bear, right? Not that I know of. Now, we left my son and I and our friend Dave. They all work. They both work together at the sheriff's department here in Pinellas. Okay. They uh, we left about 12 o'clock and another leaseholder 
that's in that group. There's only four of them on the lease. My son is and Dave are two of them. But he went up to the same stand I was in, and on the far end of the property was like 60-acre lease. Sure. There's a house that's right off the property, and they got to shooting, and bullets come his direction. So I don't know how long he stayed. Yeah. Well, the but, the vast majority of the time, these bears are not going to do you any harm or anything. But if you if you feel the need to protect yourself, they are not going to turn around and and give you much much of a grief. You, you know? are allowed to uh, carry a certain amount of uh, bear spray as well in the state of Florida, but I think it has to be a small one. It has to be like a two ounce or kind of thing. Oh, okay. I, I think that the large uh, canisters are are not uh, legal here in the state of Florida. But see, you know, when I saw that bear sitting in a 15-foot ladder stand, and he walked over and put his paw on the first rung of the ladder, and I told him, I said to him, you're close enough, he looked up and just turned and just slowly walked away. Yeah. And that that bear in an an area where they're hunted regularly... Would have ran. He would have hauled, but as soon as he smelled you, it sounded like a hog crashed Boom. through the palmettos. Yeah, yeah, but he, you know, like a, you know, I think, you know, he just slowly turned turned and just walked away. Well, I, I will say, I every time I've seen them in the woods, they've been a beautiful animal to sit there and watch, and, and they've never given me any fits. But uh, uh, Mine were it, always surprising. If so he got it was, three quarters uh, of the way up that ladder, yeah. Well, he would be having some. I think I'd be dropping something on him uh, to kind of make him kind yeah. of go the other way. Book uh, like bag. I, start with a book bag. Yeah, yeah whatever you got. I mean, uh, bullets, exactly. 160 Bull- grains, somewhere <laughs> around there. I don't know. Drop a, little, drop a little piece of lead on him or something. Drop, <laughs> drop it. Wait, By wait, accident. Wait. By what what well, velocity would you be dropping said bullet? Uh, depend, <laughs> depends on the barrel length. It's, you know, it's all, all and, I, and I thank the good Lord while I was sitting there after I saw him. That I got uh, that I was allowed to see that bear. Yeah, that well, that's, my hunt. That's yeah. true. I mean, it, like uh, we talked about last week, I've seen more bears in uh, the state of Florida out in the woods than I have persimmon trees. Somehow, I know that James Stovall can find every persimmon tree in this entire state, but <laughs> I, but I I don't know where they are. I always find orange trees out in the middle of nowhere. Okay. So well, I'm 71 years old, and I've only seen two bears in in the wild. One was in Virginia where I used to live in Spotsylvania outside of Fredericksburg, and the other one was last Saturday. Well, there you go. I mean, uh, you could go out and hang out with Bill George, and I'm sure they're out in the, around the chicken coop every other day yeah. up in Pennsylvania. <laughs> so, Well, I, I turn around. I'd love to see, see them. They're not in the areas I hunt as much, but uh, for me it was a – I watched a hawk, and there was one particular hawk that had a white blotch on its tail – and I'd sit that there and watch that hawk all afternoon, just yeah. just working a palmetto field. I told you not to drink while you're in the tree stand. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, you know the the I don't know if you heard, but uh, my aunt is going to be calling in from Wisconsin uh, here. Pretty well, soon. I understand. But and, no, no, no. I'm not trying to rush you. It's not till nine right. o'clock. But okay. Uh, out back of the dairy farm back there, they used to have their hunting area out on the property, and they had a cabin that Uncle <laughs> Phil used to go out and just. Literally on his hunts, he would like walk across the field, and he's got his hunting cabin. It was like being in a totally different world away from the dairy farm. And so uh, they had an apple orchard 
part uh, planted out there as long and other uh, various other fruit trees and stuff. And the bears, he would sit out on the porch in the morning before he'd go deer hunting and drink coffee and watch all the bears just meander around and pick up old fruit and stuff like that. Yeah. They were everywhere. So they hunted bears up well, there quite the a bit. Well, the trail cameras my son and the three other guys had out there, they had no clue that there was a bear in the area. They seen deer and turkey, well, you know, on the trail cameras, but no bear, but... They do, they do move quite a bit at different yeah, times of the year. Yeah, they do. They did. The one in Virginia moved all four or five miles from my house after I saw him and a guy with a, I've forgotten the type of car, but he was going to work at the nuclear power plant at Lake Anna, had a brand new car, three days old, and he totaled the car when he hit the bear. The bear oh, well, it for him. Sometimes they win. It's, it's all there is to it. They're they're not a small critter in most places like that. Even the ones no, even the, even the ones here in Florida. I know that uh, before the uh, the uh, bear hunt we had a couple of years ago. I mean, I, I know the aunties were screaming. They're they're not the same bear. They're they're small and they're not even worth hunting. It's not even. What was the average weight of the bears that were taken out during the hunt? Well, I think the smallest one was around 100, uh, They had a couple pounds. in North Florida that were over 400 Yeah, plus. exactly. They were huge. I mean, they were literally, you know, Georgia, Wisconsin. Some, clo- some type close size to 600. Like, yeah, that had yeah. been out there for only a few years. And I, and I can tell you right now that I know where there's probably a half a dozen that are as big or bigger than you're going to go to Canada and kill. Yeah. Yeah, well, Bill, you all have on your a- property. I'm enjoying your all show, and I just had to call in and and you know get make sure it was legal to carry guns. So. Yes, yes, it is. Yes, sir. Yeah, and so next time you call in, we want to hear all about your bear recipe. <laughs> <laughs> I kept my Hoyt tight in my hand. I'm when sure I you saw did. It. Yeah. And, <laughs> And remember, if you shoot the arrow, you only get to use it once. Rubber blunts. If you hold on to the arrow, you get to stick it as many times as you need to. <laughs> That's right. why you carry more than one arrow. That's right. All right, Bill. You all have yeah, a Bill. great day. Thank you, sir. Thanks for listening. All right, we're going to take a break, you guys. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors brought to you by Brandon Ford. Stay right there. We'll be right here. Here we are. Hey, you. Hi, me. Braden Gunn, Bill George, Jonathan Swindle, and Mike Singleton in the studio yeah. today, along with Shriner and Ava, who's keeping the cooler warm over there, it, full of sausage it, and gravy. It, it, it's funny that he made the comment, Uncle Bill made the comment about bears, and I was going to tell you all this story two weeks ago when y'all had Carlos in here. Uh, Ava's cousin, Brock, went with me for what my wife affectionately calls a moonshine run to North Florida, where basically we do... Uh, what moonshine is legal? I but just go for just it. kidding. But uh, sat down Capone. Yeah, <laughs> and but, the Kennedys. But we went up there and we got the feeders going and stuff like that. And we pull around. There's a spot we got called the Honey Hole, and there's it's a spot that I have bears usually come into. And when I came around the corner, the feeder was sitting on the ground. And normally, you guys know when I hang mine, I try to hang them at least a foot, two foot off the ground just because of water and everything else. Well, I knew what had happened. And my nephew proceeds to laugh at me and say, it's hilarious to see this is why you're the way you are because I go up there and I can see the scratch marks and 
where the bear decided he was going to try to get into the feeder, and he learned, as every one of them usually do learn when it comes to a one-and-done, and that's not going to happen. And I'm politely standing there like Will Smith in the first, uh, what's the alien movie where, in, or Independence Day? Yeah. When he walks up to the spaceship, you know, talking crap. I'm, Welcome to Earth. I'm, but yeah, I'm basically like, hey, stupid, if you haven't figured this out over the last two or three years, you're not getting in the feeder. This well, is not a free lunch. They don't give up. I mean, they, oh. I mean uh, so did the, uh, fe- the feeder survive? Oh, feeder's fine. We but, picked it up, put the strap back on it. And I'm sitting there. I, uh, I'm like, hey, are you listening? Hit the test button. <laughs> Come try again, you furry little gangbanger. Eight and five, buddy. Eight and five. That's when it goes off. <laughs> That's a losing record, my friend. It is a losing record. Yeah, they're, they're made extremely well, but uh, they don't give up. I remember there was a uh, uh, video floating around there on social media where they were trying to look at different ways to deter bears from doing said things and they did one where they hung a carcass and they actually electrified it and of course every time the bear touched it it zapped him (laughs) and it zapped him and it zapped him and he'd back off and kind of walk around it a few times and try to figure it out and look at it try it from different angles like from underneath or on the backside. finally it just got to the point where like any dad would do it's just like you know what I'm going to get shocked no matter what, so the heck with it. And he just literally ah. just grabbed it, took the beating, and, like, ripped the thing off. It was like, yeah, there you go. Take your wires and da da And, like, walked off with it. They are like, oh, crap. All we did was just make uh, you mad. And uh, he just said the heck with it and took it away. I will, I will not divulge <laughs> locations nor people that I know that did this. But let's just say there's another feeder that I know that they made the squirrel cages. that You know what I'm The varmint cages yeah, that sure. are electrified. Yeah, he, keep uh, all the raccoons and squirrels and all that he stuff. He put a there. metal drum, put that on the bottom, took a tractor battery, not a, a deep cell, yeah. not not a car battery, not a, a big, humongous tractor battery, and actually found a floating boat box that would fit it, ran the leads up, clipped it off to the cage. He had bears tearing it up. When he clipped off said wires, to the cage, you literally could hear the cage humming. Sat there and watched a bear come in, and literally he's like, I'm holding my hands over my mouth from laughing. Bear looks around, sees the box, looks up at the feeder, stands up, and he said, I see his hands go out like this to grab, because that was what he would do with all the other feeders. He just walked right up to it like they do with moultries or anything else, get the claws around it. Pulling down. Snatch straight down, pop the bottom off, and there you go. He said that bear's hands hit that cage, and he literally saw it arc. It rolled the bear backwards, and he said the bear looked like the brown bear in the great outdoors when John Candy shot him in the butt with a double barrel. He said, I could hear that bear miles for two months. After that, he said all I had to do was take that black, box that i put the battery in and set it by the leg of the feeder and he said you would see bear prints all the way around that feeder but he the, saw the box i was would, like they, i ain't touching yeah, anything again that's the setup go go ahead boys i ain't touching nothing else again <laughs> <laughs> i guess it depends on how hungry they are you know when there's plenty of palmetto berries uh you know they don't uh they don't have to worry about feeders too much anymore is that right michael sure what <laughs> you don't know yeah 
Do you want to get into the palmetto berry discussion, or are you out of it? I'm worried about those. They're, you know, they're endangered. We'll talk about it on the next commission meeting. Okay, good for you. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it up. If, if, it, if you turned around and you ever had bear on the agenda, you would absolutely be amazed at how many conversations there are about people harvesting palmetto berries and taking them away from them. And deer. you know what? I, I didn't... I don't want to get off on that subject because it, it turns into a conundrum of fun in the room. But uh, whenever you see someone post a, uh, a video or a picture cam or something out on their lease where there's some guy walking by, you know, and they're like, does anybody know this guy? He's trespassing. You know, you see him in the Hunter's Network and all these other places. They post him. They're like, this guy was on my land. He was like, you know, looking for cameras or messing with my feeder or something. Do you know who he is? Inevitably, there's always somebody who goes, Berry pickers, yeah, oh. palmetto berry pickers. They're palmetto, you know, they're out there on your property looking for all palmetto the, berry pickers. And the I'm like, LTC. Well, is this a joke or is it really something that's that bad? The I mean, LTC. It, you guys it, have been out there with me before. You know how many times they've had to actually have people arrested for? I didn't think it was that. I mean, bad. They're out there just picking berries. That's yeah. what they're doing. Yeah. I thought you knew this. You were going to bring it up in the commission meeting. No. Hey, got to learn more to bring it up. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> take that. Yeah, I mean, I, I got my notepad here. There, yeah. there, there really is a large group of people who make a good, good living off of going and picking palmetto berries. It's medicinal, prostate medicinal. Yeah, so it's uh, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. You think how they work on joke. kidneys? I didn't think it was. That I'm gonna bad. jump out there. L- listen, Are I they, wonder. I wonder how they work on kidneys. Can I make good money off of them? You actually can. If you, get, if you if anybody catches like, me on their trail camera, like Jonathan has, I'll property. go halves. Jonathan has property that he has access to. He could he could let you go out there and pick the palmettos, the palmetto berries. The only the only thing I've seen worse than palmetto berries <laughs> is pinion pine nuts out in New Mexico. Or right, ginseng. Wait, you don't you have to have a permit. Hunters. You have to have yeah. a permit to do that, though, not, don't you? Not on your property. On your own property, but you don't it, have to do that. It's only against the law if you get caught. Isn't that correct? Yeah. If you're trespassing <laughs> on somebody else's property, uh, it's probably not a okay. good thing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but Especially you, during hunting season. Yeah. Oh, my bad. But you, you can turn around and, and collect those, and there is a they, there is a legal market for those, but uh, there's a lot of black market in the in the berry-picking deal. It's like the ginseng of Florida. <laughs> That's what it is. It's like the ginseng of Florida. And like anything here with our, our wildlife rules and everything, the penalty so minor, it just it, it, you can catch oh, them. Wait. It's, $200 it's ticket here. You want like 50s? Yeah. You want hundreds? What do you want? After you sell your berries, yeah. then you pay your fine. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Judge, but, uh, I really need to sell this trunk load of berries I, I, before I, I can pay I have $3,000 worth of palmetto berries, and you're going to fine me $50. <laughs> you call it in yourself. Hey, I want to pay ahead of time. Hey, prepay. Hey, hey, I was about to say, here's five right there. Here's five 100s. Uh, let me take this five grand I got in the back of my car down the road here. <laughs> and we do take debit. <laughs> it is the Big and Wild Outdoors brought to you by Brandon Ford. Stay right there. Fast break, you guys. We'll be back. Hi, Bill. Welcome back. Hi. How you doing? You okay? You all I'm right? doing wonderful. Oh, you are. What are you doing out there? You harassing Shriner out there in the hallway? Leave him alone, man. He's doing a job. He's doing a wonderful yeah, job. Yeah, apparently not well. 
<laughs> I'm the boss, and I walked away and let this thing die. Hey, <laughs> I, even I, even bosses got to have coffee. I don't know what coffee. you're talking about. Uh, I, all I know is, you know, I went running down the hall, not worried about who's in what room. Shriner, Shriner. You know, the, you know we're, the, the, we're the only ones here. This is live I know, radio. I know, but it's it's great because you know, uh, Tommy Rivers used to always say the good thing about dead air is it makes people pay, pay attention. attention. Yeah, because they're like, what's going on? Right. What's going on? No, there's, there was an, there was what? an old joke uh, back in the days. Uh, uh, one of my instructors taught me when I was at the University of Florida. He was talking about how when he went to school, they still had like actual records you had to play, and <gasps> he would fall asleep in class. And the instructor said, every time you wake up in class, which I don't mind, you're gonna sleep, you're gonna sleep. You're reaching for something. What are you doing? He goes, it's because I wake up and there's dead air. I'm reaching for a record. That's right. You know, it's the same way. I'm driving around. I hear another station go off the air. I start counting. <laughs> oh, I do, too. It's radio. It's kind of like standing in a crowd and all of a sudden you see somebody running in a different direction or something like that. What do you? What, okay, what's going on? I know that <laughs> back, back in the day uh, we all had the number for the hotline so that nobody, no, I don't care if you were a salesperson or a promotions guy or the uh-huh. janitor in the radio station. If you were listening to one of the particular radio stations, everybody had the number to the hotline so that you could call not only the hotline, but the other radio station and go, the FM's off the air. The FM's off the air. And uh, if you were in there, yeah. I got an email alert. (laughs) 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 I knocked us off the air. And uh, usually you'd see somebody from another radio station like boop, 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 go down the hallway. And it's like, oh, uh, 98 must be off the air right now. So they'd be over there like trying to flip a switch or do something. But. Uh, we're here. Welcome back. We are live, as Schreiner just pointed out, and we will take your phone calls if you'd like to. Uh, give us a call. It's 888-404-1010. It's 888-404-1010. Uh, Bill George pointed out at the uh, top of the first hour of the show that I think we probably have uh, Bill and maybe 17 other people listening to the show because I think everybody that we know is in Georgia, is in Georgia right yeah. now. Make sure you have your reports ready. Uh, unless you're gator hunting, they're probably in Georgia. And I was going to point that out. If you are, just as a friendly reminder, if you have not left yet and maybe you've taken Monday off or something, as Bill George will tell you, that it now has to arrive back in the state. It has to be deboned unless your property that you're hunting intersects with the invisible line of the state of Florida. In other words, crosses over into Florida or into Georgia. So it has to be... Um, uh- I would almost pay for a lease right there on that line for you just so that you could have interaction with, like, I could see a Georgia officer on one side and a Florida officer on the other side. (laughs) And Bill smiling. And and you know what I know? And Bill with one foot on the right side of the line, one foot on the left side of the line, and he's like this. Come on. Yeah. Which which one's first? Come on. (laughs) No. I I will tell you like I will tell you about Georgia law cops. You don't argue with them. Yes, sir. Yeah. Right, me no, ticket. I'm just saying I would be I'll sitting there the with ticket. a comfortable chair and a bowl of popcorn because I know this is going to be a show. Well, yeah. you, uh, just remember that uh, you have to uh, debone the meat or it has to come back already packaged and all that kind of stuff. And uh, sad to say, I think that also goes with uh, any kind of bone. Uh, if you're going to have it mounted, uh, you can't uh, bring them into the state of Florida. It has to be mounted in Georgia or Alabama or anywhere else before it can be brought into the state. So uh, I know that really impacts our, our our taxidermy industry here in the state of Florida. It's 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 a tough thing, but it's part of the rules so that you can combat it, it's the part of chronic the wasting order. Exactly. It's part of the executive order. It's not part of the rule. Yeah. And they they are working on getting it into rule at some point. And with 
like anything else, kind of got put on the back burner with COVID. Um, you know, that we just had the commission meeting. Mike actually participated, called, like I said. Um, I'm kind of excited after that, that commission meeting, listening to some of those commissioner exchanges at the end. Um, one of the things we brought up, believe it or not, Goliath Grouper and the, the issues with that. Oh, the other and, bear topic in the state. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> yeah big and, time. And it was amazing how many of the commissioners at the end said, yes, we need to turn around and, and get get going on the Goliath Grouper. I brought the fact up they created this refish permit and the survey that goes with it, but yet on the survey they intentionally did not put Goliath Grouper on there. Well, yes, you're not keeping them, but you could have all those people that you are surveying give you some data points on what hey did you catch how many it? they're catching yeah how, how big ma- how big how did you do da 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 no they chose not to do it and and what i'm hearing in some back channels is there's a little bit of people in the fwc saying we're good with the data or we got limited numbers and you got other people that say listen i'm out there and i'm interacting with a lot of people and that's all they're complaining about that okay? red snapper yeah well, as far as that the the sharks are getting the, between the sharks and the Goliath, they're they're you can't they're, catch anything. They're, they're, yeah, they're eating a large portion. And part of what I brought up at the commission meeting is you don't even account for how much of that harvest was done because that's one fish that's not going to be making it back out there when they eat fifteen grouper that you done caught yeah. or snapper that and, you thought you had. But those are snapper that aren't swimming anymore, and you don't account for those because. They never made it to the dock. Well, I know that uh, obviously it's starting to uh, our 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 call to action for many many years. Uh, I've had people that listen to other uh, fishing type shows that you hear their hosts actually saying now they're parroting what we've been saying for years that. Maybe we should do like a tag thing where you yep. could apply Mike, for Mike it. Mike brought and, uh, up the tag for the exa- Goliath. Yeah. Well, and you know what's funny is because uh, obviously they listen to the show and uh, they're like going, well, that's a good idea. And so now people are starting to, it's starting to kind of permeate. Kind of like when we first started, you know what? We should be allowed to go but, hunt those Burmese pythons. And right. Then, but, and then the FWC, it permeated through and we talked to the two main ladies there with the media said why aren't we doing this why don't we offer t-shirts like we did with the redfish or some sort of reward or something for people who catch them well you know that's pretty interesting maybe we'll think about that and now boom we got the python dealio went to the challenge and now there's a world new world record what is it 18 18 feet nine inches yeah and that's a big i don't know that's a world record it's a florida record it's a a big record and i'm sure vince is really mad that he didn't get it on tape but he maybe did Oh, it could Maybe have he did. Yeah, I don't Maybe. know. I don't think so. His name Fred, was uh, Fred and I went down to the uh, first one, the first challenge, which was a little messed up. They really didn't have uh, everything together. A little organization? Yeah, well, a little different. But we went down there, and it was funny because there was a pile of people there. And, I mean, yeah. if, if oh, you I had remember, a car yeah. that you, if you could get there, I don't care if it was a mower or what it was you got there on, you could hunt. These people go out there, and, and you see all these people just going nuts out there, and they don't know what they're doing. Nope. They're walking through these marshes. They're running through these marshes, and you're like, what the heck are they doing? They had no clue. They had no clue. They just wanted to be a part of the very first ones. Yeah. It's like people walking across the skyway. I, I had a reporter with me from Sun Sentinel. He's walking around in a pair of Converse uh, shorts and a polo and talking, walking behind me, just talking. Hey, well, well, what do you think? Do you think the problem is here? And he's not paying attention. And I have a picture on my Facebook of a moccasin 
that he literally was stepping down as he's walking. And I said, stop. And there it said, what is that? I'm like, who sent you down here? That's going to be a no lot clue. of You see this thing? Watch. When he opens his mouth yeah. and it's all white, <laughs> yeah. that's bad. That's bad. That's a bad sign. He didn't make it halfway through. Turns around and goes, hey, uh, I don't think this is for me. Um, I got I'm enough for leave. my story. Yeah. I got enough. I, I'm just going to get a few pictures. I can still see the here. car. I'll catch you guys later. <laughs> yeah, but now, in the parking lot. <laughs> I'm, in, I'm curious to find out now uh, when they, when they mentioned that. Did they uh, mention anything about the groupers uh, being able to... Maybe do a tag thing, or are they, they just actually, their murmurs? They, Mike used the word tag, like what? a gator tag. Yeah. And at, in the commissioner exchange at the end, and it's like, yeah, we need to look at a tag and having a limited harvest, and we can be taking some of these fish. Thank you for paying attention to the show, Michael. Well, no, we appreciate you know, it. Thank him for being involved. You know, <laughs> come on, man, and, and give me some credit, right? The, the thing is, any, any swinging pair of shorts can do that. <laughs> I I can tell you, <laughs> I can these, tell baby. you, it it is a, it's amazing. And how many how many general hunters or fishers did you hear call versus organizations and clubs? A lot. You heard a lot of hunters and fishermen. No, I'm talking about the fishermen. They were all calling in like different people for different reefs for this for that. Yeah. The, but what I'm saying is, did you hear mo- a lot of people like yourself, which is a common layman, calling about different stuff? Or more the CCA Coastal Association, I'm, I'm this or All that. All the associations were All calling the, in. Yeah. yeah. And and the common guy just doesn't, doesn't do it. Right. We're, we're outnumbered, you know. We talked about shipwrecks, how many uh, Goliath were out on them shipwrecks. Yeah. You can't go to any side of it and not get one. Nope. So... Well, somebody's going to start well, catching but them the, soon. But now on the flip side, playing devil's advocate, there's a reason why the the CCA and all them were formed is because they're supposed to be representing the common guy. Yeah. No, it no, was all about no, the net ban no, then, man. No, net ban, no. net ban, net ban. I mean, yeah. net ban, kill nets, net yep, ban. Yep. Yeah, killing us all. We're going to take a break. It is a Big and Wild Outdoors brought to you by Brandon Boys. Stay right there. Everybody, big and loud outdoors. Braden, Bill, George, and uh, Jonathan Swindle, and Michael Singleton in the studio today. A little bit later on, around nine o'clock, uh, Annie Newt is going to be calling in the show from uh, up in around Chitek, Wisconsin. Wisconsin, Chitek, Wisconsin, and uh, because Wisconsin. She's going to tell us all about uh, those things that those crazy Yankees do up there when it comes to canning uh, bear meat and deer meat and goose meat and everything else. Can like meat. Uh, I've never uh, never really experienced it, although I know a lot of people who uh, have indulged in it. As I said, um, my first introduction to any type of uh, canned wild critter was uh, from the movie Escanaba in the Moonlight. I never even know. If uh, some of these idiots get what they want and get the Green New Deal, you might need to learn how to can some meat. Well, yeah, yeah, you know, I guess you could do that. There's plenty of that. That's why I keep my scoby ducks around the neighborhood and I don't <laughs> shoo them away. <laughs> you know, keep lots of squirrels, lots of ringneck doves, lots of things, a lot of critters all, living all, in there. All the stuff that this one sitting in the room here says that she would never eat. And I look at her and laugh and say, when you get hungry enough, trust me, it's going to taste like filet mignon. You should watch the movie Papillon. You should watch the movie Papillon about a man they stick in a cell and they don't feed him for about four weeks. And uh, next thing you know, he's making cockroach and centipede stew, Uh, whatever he can get his hands on. Trust me, you will eat what you can get. 
It's just the way it is. I tell that to my kids all the time. I don't want to eat that. I go. Is that a rock or a mushroom? If you're hungry enough, you are going to eat it. (laughs) It does not matter. It's uh, whether it be clay or whatever it is to fill your belly, you're going to eat it. Uh, Before the break, we were uh, chit-chatting about uh, the commission meeting. Uh, Bill George, of course, was there, as he always is. And uh, he drug in Mike. He brought him down, got him in there, got him involved, and uh, got him to make at least a phone call in. I tell you. And I was going to say, it was interesting that you brought up being a new one, a guy who's, you know, his really kind of first experience doing that kind of thing. Uh, asking him what his perception of what he was hearing in the meeting as the regular Joe that's not part of uh, some big conglomerate or meeting or animal rights group or anything else like yeah. that. And and I can tell you that the telephone meetings are nice because you don't have to drive, but what we miss is I can tell you there is more work done in the hallways working with staff than there is ever done in front of that. That's microphone. always that way. Oh, it's always oh, that oh, way in politics. Oh, you mean lobbying? Lo- yeah, yeah, that's the word yeah, right there. Yeah. That's the word. Yeah, doing the lobby thing. Well, it, it's kind of <laughs> like fighting for poll position. Nah, I'm not. Hey, I'm not. You know, you're. But, now, but my, I gotta you, ask you, uh, you. Okay, that right statement right there is an argument I've had in my shop with people. That, that's the comment that I made before we went to break about these associations, and these guys get mad when they talk about. Oh well, you see the NRA and they've got this property and they take somebody hunting and I and I look at them and tell them I'm like guys, FYI, let's play the thing called living in the real world. That's how biz. That's they talk about taking guys to golf courses. There's more business done on fishing and hunting trips. A little bit of trade and well, but I'm just saying no, it's you not have a captive audience exactly. And yeah, it's a more yeah. casual conversation. And it's, you're not you, hard the, selling the, somebody. Or the, well, the defenses are down, and you can talk to people. Sure. That's, well, I mean, it's no always recordings. Yeah. Yeah, I, do you remember back in the day when the uh, what was the uh, first national bank uh, over there? It used to be in Tampa. It used to be the big black building with the white rim. You know, it's still yep. there. It's still there. Empty, right? Yeah. Well, yep. I, I think there's somebody in there. Our towers for the radio station used to be up on top of that building. Q105 and QYK used to be up on the very top, but... That bank every year used to put on a massive dove hunt down in Ruskin. Mm-hmm. They would, uh, you know, all their uh, all their players and investors and all those things because it was a time where they could go down there and schmooze and shake hands. And, there, and as Jonathan said, there was Raymond more James and all were, people used to do all that. There stuff. was more business done on that dove field than there ever was done in a boardroom. I or, mean, or at the barbecue just before exactly, the dove or hunt. after. I mean, yeah. uh, when the moonshine came out. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> And it was Brady drive back. Okay, Dad. Anyway, so, uh, uh, but for you, what was your perspective of it? What did you think of 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 the system and how they did it? Right. I mean, did you like it? Did you think it was effective or no? I, I was in the middle of the road just because, like, all these associations kept getting on and getting on and getting on, and then like you feel like you're outnumbered and your voice think, is exactly pushed like, to the back of the room. But I will say it, it made sense after I got to speak, and they come back and they made like they really were listening. They made me feel like okay. We're going to take note of this. They take those calls like one at a time. They go, hey, you're caller number 12. Let's go to you, Bill. <laughs> Hi, Bill. What's your question? What's your comment? Yeah. No, it, it, it's it's really good. I'm I'm really appreciative that he took the time to go do it. I wish more people would have, you know. What are you talking about? He said Bill sounded like Jimmy Swagger on there giving him the trigger. No, I had I had my list, and I like when it came to public comments, I had quite a few. I tried to narrow it down. I wasn't sure on the timing, but – 
I was up there just trying to run through my list as quick as I Have could. At it. Bill sounded <laughs> professional. Because he only has a certain amount of time, even yeah. on the phone calls. Three so. minutes. Well, speaking of phone calls, we have someone on the phone. Who's this this morning? Hi, good morning. This is Deanna. Well, it's not 9 o'clock yet, Annute. Well, you told me to get up at 8, honey. Well, yeah, that's your time. Aren't you on Central Time? <laughs> well, I'll go back to bed and I'll call you back at 9. Well, it's well, it's almost 9. It's 8.55 here. <laughs> Listen. Hey, my clock is wrong. Okay. I can call you back. All right, you want to do that? Because Bill George is on a roll right now. No. Sure. Absolutely. We're, we're going to hit the top of the I'll hour I'll go get here a Pepsi and, and chocolate and I'll call you back. Yeah. Uh, uh, what? Uh, what in chocolate? Pepsi and chocolate. Pepsi and chocolate? Breakfast Absolutely. of champions. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait what is Pepsi and chocolate? You mix Pepsi with uh, chocolate? I mean, oh, no, you just always have a candy bar when I eat a drink of Pepsi. Oh, I thought it was some sort of blended drink. I thought, man, you Yankees are crazy. Well, I could try that. I could, I could give it a shot. But I guess, I mean, you know, for the Southerners, you know, peanuts and Coke, I guess. Peanuts yeah, sure. and Coke. Yeah, yep. I mean, I, we'd look right. just as nice. It all works. Okay, all work. I'll call you back in a little bit. All right, love you. Bye. Bye. Right, bye. Any new to, she's going to call back. She's supposed to be called. Well, at least, she, you know, she's punctual. Yeah. His dad used to say, if you can't get there early, don't show up at all. Yeah. So it's all good. She's just but, about five minutes early. That's all. Uh, but anyway, you were saying about the phone call that yeah. uh, it's all good and it, you liked it or it, you felt like you were the little kid in the room? No, I, I, you get a lot from it. You know, like, for example, they started talking about Gray Rock Reef and, and I'm like, what am I going to get out of this? But then I started listening to them. They, they're talking about the permit, the the releasing permit sharks are getting them and before they can you know they're trying to make it where you cannot fish that reef and i'm going that, that can't be right just because yeah. of one fish you're going to take everybody away take the shark out put a shark tag or give a you know something to get rid of some of these sharks <laughs> that no, would be a no, good no, idea. no no we uh, we have to not take something oh. to protect something right we, we can't right. take the and, and reduce the predator or make the predator feel like their prey, right? You you, you got to stop and, well, and but now sharks, abolish yeah. something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. sharks are protected federally as well. So only it's totally certain different. kinds of sharks. Yeah, yes, but a... for the lay person who's out there trying to catch a permit and he doesn't know, well, is this a Pacific Blue uh, Pointer or is this a well, Mako or a bull or I don't know. I can tell you that a lot of times you catch those sharks or you do like an alligator. You start catching an alligator and letting them go. He becomes a different alligator. That's an alligator that knows. He's educated. I, I don't like that, <laughs> you know. And any nuisance trapper can tell you, you, you catch an alligator and let him go. He He's not as friendly as he used to be. He he works a little harder to stay out of your way. Uh, so what you should say is they should use permits for bait to oh. catch the sharks. <laughs> and then once they reel the sharks up and uh, give them a couple of thumps on the you noggin. You need to be on the next commission meeting. And then uh, let them go. Then uh, hopefully if there's a fillet left, you get to keep what's left of the permit. Hey. And hey. Uh, then the shark learned a lesson, and you got a free meal. Hey. Is that the way it works? Well, yeah, I mean, just, I, I would have. I'm just shaking my head. I, I think you ought to go to the next meeting, and we'll propose that. Yeah, they would get nothing done. Like, like Bill says, me there. You know Bill that. says you can talk about anything you want. It's your time. It's your three minutes. You talk about whatever. But yeah. see, well, I, I, fillet and release listen, permit I, on the Gray Rock Reef. I had, I had, I had a a commissioner one time. He was the chairman, and he he tried cutting me off. And I'm like, he says, Bill, get with staff on that. But no, 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 no. I said, excuse me, sir. This is my time. I reclaim my time. I reclaim my time. I reclaim my time. Because I was telling them what was about Please to happen. start doing that. Please. I, I, I literally was about to tell them what the train was about to hit. And 
I had talked to staff and wasn't getting anywhere there. And so I wanted His to put it on the public record <laughs> about what was about to happen. And that way I could say, see, I told you so. Right. But And they couldn't say, oh, we didn't know that or something like that. But at one time I said, hey, sir, no, this this is my time. Are you allowed to retort at all? Like if you heard something about the, the permit and the shark things and you heard that from somebody, are you allowed to jump in and say, no, reclaiming my time and uh, I'd like to uh, continue this conversation? I reclaim my time to tell that, you how that, stupid you are. That is <laughs> yeah. why there's a thing. You can either be early <laughs> in the list or late about. in the list. And there's different strategies. If you want to turn around and get there before they go to sleep, you know, you want to be towards the front. Yeah. If you want the ability to counterdict anything somebody else says, you want to be towards the end. Yep. Yeah, which I would assume that most of your ARs like to be at the end so they can counterdict. <laughs> I, I'm everything. a front of the line kind of guy. Yeah. Yeah, right. same here. All right, here we go. Hour number three is just around the corner when we talk to uh, Annie Newt. If uh, you After guys got Pepsi any questions. And chocolate. Pepsi and chocolate, it's all good. That sounds like a great, healthy breakfast. Better than Mountain Dew in Copenhagen. All right, we're going to brought to you by Brandon Ford. We'll be right back.